Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, hardworking, playing hurt today wife and co-host, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Thank you, sweetie. (laughs) If you you hear a little nasaliness from, actually from both of us, but especially from Michelle, um, We've both been going through a little bit of an illness this week. Uh, unfortunately, I think I got it first. And, you know, being the doting husband that I am, <laughs> I had to share it with Michelle. And unfortunately, she's been dealing with it over the last couple of days. But she has sucked it up like the trooper she <laughs> yeah. is. And she is here to bring us another episode today. Well, thank you. And yeah, traveling is always so fun. You know, like you talk about in the past, you get dehydrated and allergies and everything that that goes on in life and being tired out but hey we're here we're here we made it we're on the air for you and we cannot wait to bring you another show today thank you for joining us today we are recording this episode on sunday august 8th 2021 in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there you'll have an opportunity to sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done that already thanks to those who have yes we had a couple new uh, people signing up for it this week and we appreciate everybody who signed up either this week in the past, in the future, whatever. It's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Right. And we don't share that email with anybody. It's just our opportunity to send you things and send you a newsletter during the week. We don't, like you said, we don't clog emails. Yeah, just once per week. And uh, we just send you what's going on with us, uh, whether it be links to some of our sites, whether it be uh, future shows, past shows, looking for input, which we got a little bit of this week as well from the newsletter. It's just a way, like I said before, to be involved more in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another way to do that is to follow us on social media. Please check us out on Twitter. We're at, at Hyperion Podcast on Twitter. On Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, we are at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a great little fun Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group that we hope you'll join in on the fun with as well. You just need to do a search for the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group and uh, join up there where you don't have any, you know, membership uh, requirements. requirements. That's a good word for it. Other than that, we just want you to be positive. It's just a positive Disney fun account and we just want you to be involved in that right it's a great way that uh everybody can interact together and share some tips that they have as well and uh share some fun stories of things that they've done plans for the future it's just a really really great group yeah just to share your hyperion adventures with all of us uh we are also on youtube mostly putting out these episodes in somewhat of a video form if you want to find us there just do a quick search for hyperion adventures podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com that's right that's another way that you can provide us some feedback or if you have questions ideas that you want us to research or whatever questions about upcoming plans that we can help with we're just glad to interact with yep you. we love uh, interaction in any way shape or form whether it be on the social media channels whether it be through email whether it be through the newsletter whatever we just love interacting with you another way you can really be involved with us is to join our patreon membership group you can find that at patreon.com slash hyperion adventures podcast and we do have a new member this Yay. week 
a new member to shout out this week. That is Hyperion Adventurer Holly. Thank for jo- thank you yes. for joining us this week. She joined at the Explorer level. So uh, Holly, you can look forward to we will have a new Disney Dishes blog recipe of the month coming to you very very soon, along with everybody else that is at, at that Explorer level or above. Yeah, you all are wonderful, and we really appreciate it. And again, we love um, you know just being this great big family. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate your help and uh, help and support this group. And we look forward to giving you some more swag and a lot of good fun stuff uh, through the Patreon account as well. Now, uh, let's move on to a subject we skipped over last week, but we're back with it this week. And that is my favorite thing from this week. Michelle, will kick us off. Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? My favorite thing from this week is that our son rejoined us this week. And, you know, he does spend time with his uh, father in Florida. And now he's back with us. And we're super happy about that. Yeah, he's sitting right across the room right now. (laughs) You may hear him in the background occasionally throughout this show. He's just kind of listening in. But uh, so good to have him back with us here in town. He's our live audience. That's for sure. Live in front of a studio audience of one. One. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So good. Uh, That's a great choice. Uh, That's a good one. I should have picked that one. Uh, Mine this week was actually, and it's kind of a reference to something I did a couple weeks ago. It was great again to see new guests aboard uh, yet another Disney ship Mm -hmm. this week. The Disney Dream finally started sailing with guests aboard once again. Congratulations to those of you who were able to sail aboard the Dream. Uh, We are so excited that Disney Cruise Line is finally starting to get in motion again and get these cruises going. And and, I can't wait till we get the chance to sail again coming up uh, this December. Right. And I was already researching some more. You know, you always just keep going back and what is new and everything. And I think we have an episode coming up soon to talk about some of the new things going on in Disney Cruise. Yeah, we're just waiting to hear about the relaunch of uh, some of the other ships uh the dream is going now of course the magic Magic. is still doing the staycations out of the united kingdom uh we're just waiting to see when the official start dates will be for the fantasy Mm -hmm. and for the wonder as well but that's all exciting news now we also did receive one from uh, a, a one of our members of our newsletter who interacts with us often here uh he wanted to chime in with his favorite thing from this week and that is tony the disney dad one of our favorites yeah he's awesome yes he said hey tom and michelle i wanted to share my favorite thing from this week i received my one year service award from disney congratulations tony that is amazing news he says uh, it's a really cool Steamboat Willie pin. He posted it on social media if you right. want to uh, yes. look him up. It's a really great pin. He said, I know one year isn't a huge thing, but I never thought I'd work for the company that Walt and Roy created. It's been an interesting year, and this new job and this pin is a highlight. He said, I hope you're having a better week. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Uh, love, hugs, and prayers are being sent from us to you, Tony. Aww, thank you. Yeah, uh, that's great news, Tony. We're so excited for you. We were thrilled that we missed your podcast. Yeah, We were thrilled when you got the job at Disney. That is fantastic. And so glad to know that your year one went really well for you. And that is a, you know, a a fun accomplishment that first year done in the books. Definitely. Definitely. And that, yeah, like you said, honey, uh, Tony did post it on social media. It's a 
it's cute. And again, it just represents so much. And we're so happy for you, Tony. Yes. yes. Congratulations again, Tony. That's great, great stuff. So let's get to this week's episode. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including we received details of Disneyland's replacement annual pass program. We'll go through those with you. It's another week. So of course, we have more Disneyland dining options that are returning. <laughs> we'll tell you about a few of those. And we learned a lot more about the new Star Wars themed hotel coming to the Walt Disney world resort uh some interesting stuff yeah some stuff that really freaked the social media channels <laughs> out uh, of course we'll talk a lot about that but let's get to our main topic of the week so yeah this week we decided you know after a couple weeks ago it was important for us to keep Michelle's mother's memory involved mm-hmm. in what we're doing with this show as often as we possibly can. And Michelle came up with a, a great idea for what this week's episode would be all about. Michelle, please share it with the listeners what this week's show is all about. Thanks, honey. So it's it's about Disney role models, you know, and, and I looked at my mom and people who knew her and were close to her definitely saw her as a role model. And, you know, looking at like the definition of a role model, it's it's. You know, generally speaking, it's somebody others look to as a good example or, you know, somebody who models something inspirational. Um, and so my mother always was inspirational to me, but she was also just such a warm, loving person. And um, being a mom was her most important thing that she had the most pride in. And, and I think she did a, a marvelous job. And so I just thought, ah, in, in her honor, let's look at some of the Disney role models. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be counting down our five favorite Disney role models in honor of Michelle's mother this week. So yeah, yeah, this should be a fun list. You know, um, there are so many great ones. It was tougher to narrow down than I thought it was going to be. When I first got, I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. This always seems to happen every single week. I'm like, <laughs> this know. is going to be an easy list. It's going to take me no time at all. And then I kept adding, kicking ones off, you know, wishing that, you know, this one could be on right. my list or whatever. But I did narrow it down to five. I don't know if Michelle narrowed it down to five, but Close. we'll see. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get to it and whenever we do these lists we always start with michelle one because she's wonderful awesome amazing she has the best research she has the best tips but she (laughs) definitely definitely has the best list so let's get to it here is michelle's number five favorite disney role model okay here's my number five i don't think this one's on your list um but my number five is annie mclean And actually, uh, she is from the movie The Horse Whisperer. Mm. She was the the mom that was also like a magazine editor. And if you haven't seen the film, it's about um, a a girl. I think she was like a tween who uh, was into riding horses. And there was a terrible accident her and one of her best friends were involved in. And um, it really impacted this girl and the mom recognized the the importance of how do we get her you know as you say get back on the horse how do you do that and how do you deal with the horse that also survived um you know and so what this mom did that you know she just totally converted and devoted her life to what her daughter needed um and really did a lot of amazing things to that I thought was very inspirational. Yeah, 
it's that's a great choice. Uh, that's I know that's one of your favorite films. You yeah. love that movie. And uh, not surprising right at the bat. Again, Michelle, my list will be straightforward. <laughs> Michelle's list already a curveball at number five. Uh, something that probably none of you expected. But uh, that's why Michelle's lists are always the best oh, list. So, uh, that's a great choice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what about your number five? My number five is exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> because as we all know, hashtag real men love Frozen. So yes, uh, my number five is going to be Anna. From Frozen, Frozen 2, all the Frozen shorts. Uh, <laughs> because you should see Michelle's face right now. Uh, look, the thing with Anna is that over and over again, she shows that she's willing to sacrifice herself not only for her sister, but also for the people of Arendelle. That is true. You know, she was willing to do things that maybe don't put her exactly in her comfort zone. After all, she was locked away behind the gates of the palace for right. so long. And it's got to be a big leap forward to, t- to take all these steps, but she's always willing to do it for her family and later on, well, even in the beginning, but definitely later on in Frozen 2 uh, for the people of Arendelle when needed. I mean, even when in Frozen 2, she feels like she's at the lowest point That's she's true. ever been. Uh, she gets up, moves forward, realizes what she has to do and gets the job done to save the people of Arendelle. Right. I totally agree with you. I was just kind of joking around with you. I was very glad you didn't say her parents. Uh, (laughs) Especially her father. If you know me, that will never be the case. (laughs) Um, But I agree with you on that one. It's a a great choice. She definitely does show that, you know, uh, she's, she's selfless and strong and, you know, she... Uh, definitely shows love and affection and that's a great choice yeah quirky yes but um when you really get down to her character um she is an amazing role model for for women and for men out there everywhere right right so uh that's my number five favorite disney role model let's get to the realist again here's (laughs) michelle's number four favorite disney role model so my number four, and you might have this one on your list, um, it's Moana's grandmother. Mm. You know, I felt like, um, one, she really instilled... But she's the village crazy lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just makes that role so people, so she can get away with things. I love that, you know. Um, but yeah, she really encouraged Moana to to really go after her ad- adventure and, you know, show that she had an important role. She was very much... Um, demonstrating the importance of their culture and what that meant to the, the people there, you know, and, and, and in a way she kind of sacrificed herself there uh, to allow Moana a way to, you know, kind of push her in the direction that she needed to go to. And yet she was still somebody Moana, um, whether you say it was real or in her mind, you know, cling to when she was at a low end that of her struggles that she saw her grandmother as somebody who was inspirational to her. It's a really great point, and it probably should have been on my list. It didn't make my list, but yeah. uh, she probably should have. And especially, if, yeah, like you said, um, whether she was really there or whether it was all in Moana's mind that the I am Moana moment, right. just the thought of her grandmother, um, you know, and, and what she taught her um, at that moment to lift her back up right. and to be the, you know, to get her to that I am Moana moment right. um, was perfect. That That is the epitome of being a role model, yeah. the fact that you based it on her. So that right. is a great choice. And yeah. like I said, probably should have been on my list. You know what? I'm adding it. That's five. <laughs> there you go. There Thanks, you Michelle. go. 
job. Okay, so we're at your number four now. My number four is going to the Lion King, and that is Mufasa. Yeah. Uh, Mufasa, I mean, honestly, I mean, unfortunately, his term in this film is really short-lived. Right. Um, literally. Um, but in that time, he shows, he teaches so many lessons right. to Simba. Um, you know, being stern when he has to right. be. Um, being loving when he has to be. All the time being compassionate to his son and teaching him life lessons in the short time he had with him. Life lessons that even when things got really difficult, uh, Simba remembers later on right. and remembers that you know he needs to be who he has to be, which is the, the king of the pride lands. Right, and that right. is all in that short amount of time that Mufasa showed him. He's he's really, really such a spectacular father. Right. I totally agree with you. I have him actually as my 3A. Um, you know, and again, uh, I think what you said was all true. Uh, he had so many layers to him. You know, he was also funny. He mm -hmm. was playful with Mufasa, with, um, with Simba as well. Um, and like you said, too, I, and I think that's also a good sign of a role model that even when they're not there, um, let me not cry, <laughs> even when they're not there, their inspiration comes yes. through. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so. That's that was definitely the case. I mean, we're talking about Moana's grandmother. Same yeah. thing as well. But, you know, Mufasa, one of the things is that he got very angry with Simba, you know, and let him know he was angry right. with him. And yet turns around the next moment and, and shows him love and shows, you know, I'm here to support you. I'm here to teach you new things. Right. And I, just because I was angry at that moment doesn't mean I don't love you. Right. You know? And he, he also showed, you know, even though he had... Um, he wasn't in agreement with his brother. He didn't disband him or right. disown him. He, you know, tried to work with him and things. So, um, you know, definitely a great choice. Yep. King of the pride lands King of the pride and lands. a great father and a great role model Mufasa. So, uh, that is my number four, Michelle's number three, a, a. let's get to Michelle's <laughs> number three B favorite Disney role model. All right. This one has gone on the list, off the list. It's back on the list. Um, it's, uh, and I hope I say it right, Eglantine Price. Mm. I bet you don't know who she is, no. but you do know who she is. Okay. Oh, I know who she is. You do? I do. Okay. So she's she was played by Angela Lansbury yes. in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Took me a second, but yeah, yeah, I remember who she is, yeah. You know, and I just felt like she was an inspiration, you know, first of all, um, not by choice. She ended up kind of being a foster parent to three kids who weren't really looking to be parented <laughs> to begin with. Um, and, and she was a great role model to them. She recognized even when, you know, one of them was going through some self doubt and everything, how she tried to, you know, really point that out as a way to, you know, recognize it and get through it. And the other thing was her, you know, her love of her country and, you know, the extraordinary, uh, ways that she felt the need to, you know, um, participate in what would be, it, you know, something to make it better, mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't think she was the type of character who thought of herself as a role model or wanted to be a role model, but I think she really was yeah. that. 
It's a great choice. I haven't seen bed knobs and broomsticks in a while, but uh, although you've put it on in the evenings, I'm, <laughs> as I'm snoozing away, I will catch a split second of it, but I haven't really been able to sit through it in a long time. But uh, that, I think that's a great choice, and it is a great kind of underrated movie, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, so right. definitely check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. So yeah. Check it out sometime. If you like Mary Poppins, you might like bed yeah, knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, true, kind of a true. you know different, but similar. Right. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Good, good comparison. Yeah. Okay, so we're at your number three. My number three is going to the Princess and the Frog, and oh. that is Tiana. Yeah. Uh, I think Tiana is a spectacular role model for everybody out there. Um, you know, and this is also kind of a tribute to her father who mm-hmm. uh, instilled it within her as right. well. Unfortunately, he uh, leaves that film way too right, early right. on in his life, but he instilled a, a really strong uh, work ethic within Tiana that right. she expresses throughout it. I mean, uh, and, and she, she knew that from this, that, you know, not everything is handed to you in life. Right. And she worked hard to try and make sure that she got to her goal. And even when there were other hurdles thrown <laughs> her way, you know, the, for no real good reason, right. um, she kept working. She kept working towards her dream and eventually accomplished it. That dream of getting Tiana's place, her own restaurant. Um, and yet still loving her mother, right. loving her family. Um, being a wonderful, hardworking person, uh, I think Tiana is a spectacular role model. I agree. I had her on my list. I actually had her father on my list, too, at one point. I, but then I knew you were going to have her on there, so I, I figured it was a safe bet for that. Um, but I agree with you. And she was also inspirational to the prince and, mm-hmm. you know, um, got him to you know, see a different side of life and enjoy life in a, in a much more deeper way. Mm-hmm. And that I don't think he would have without her, her inspiration. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So Tiana is my number three. Let's get to Michelle's number two favorite Disney role model. All right. So I have a two A and two B. Okay. But I think this is the last one that I have double up, but this one that, you know, kind of both for the same reason and, and the word that comes to mind is love mm. for both of these characters. But um, so two way I have goofy, you know, <laughs> from the goofy movie, um, you know, he wasn't necessarily showing that he was the smartest tool in the shed, <laughs> but he definitely was a role model to Max. He did try to teach him things that were important in life that, you know, may not have been again with education, although he did see education as important. Um, but what he was trying to instill with Max was, was more the commitment to family, love, and, you know, just being a good person, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought he did an amazing job on that. And similarly, my 2B is Baymax. Mm. And I just felt same kind of thing, love, commitment to family. But Baymax was also very um, committed to also being selfless and and wanting to help others. And yes, that was programmed, but you could see that went beyond that. Um, And where he had to make a choice, he even made a very selfless choice. Uh, So I kind of couldn't decide between the two of them and I thought they both kind of had some similarities in where their inspirations were for people yeah uh another great couple of choices there you know goofy 
Yeah, a long time been our, our five favorite. Uh, actually, I think we when we started off, it was our ten favorite Disney dads right. list as our number one favorite Disney dad. So obviously, he's a great role model. Does he make mistakes? Yeah, sure. but who doesn't? Right. You know? I mean, right. obviously, he made mistakes in not talking to his son, son in a right. goofy movie, not talking to Max, and Max not talking to his father and right. getting that right. through. Uh, but still, you're right. He's um, in putting in, um, you know just great ideas into Max's head and how to live your life and, and be a better right. person and be a better adult. And I think that's good. And sometimes for somebody to be inspirational, they, they also have to see and recognize where their faults are and make a decision to improve. And I think that's what Goofy did. Like you said, with the issue of communication or listening to Max, he, he came to the realization he was just, you know, trying to spearhead everything in his direction. And he saw that he needed to really get a better understanding of Max. Yeah. It's so. really good. And I also love, I, well, I just love Baymax. I know. Like you, can, <laughs> you can give me Baymax uh, every day and I'm happy to have him on any <laughs> list that we have. So um, speaking of that, and, you know, somebody who was on my honorable mention list is uh, as a great role model was actually uh, Tadashi Hamada, you know, right, was right. a hero's brother within Big Hero 6 uh, that uh, I feel uh, really planted some great ideas within, you know, Hero's head. He right. was struggling because Hero, you know, since their parents passed away, was right. kind of rebelling against a lot of things, even though he is a super, super smart individual. Right. Um, but, you know, Tadashi was there to kind of take over that role and help lead him and show him right. how, you know, you can use your mind in a better way. And I think that... Uh, moved on forward throughout that film of uh, of Hero and Baymax kind of took over Tadashi's a lot of Tadashi's um, I don't know you know personality right, right. in many ways um, because he built Baymax and that kind of helped also uh, inspire Hero through right. that role model situation right well and and then Baymax showing Hero Tadashi's his evolution of building Baymax and, and you know what he went through and and I, again I think that like you're saying also helped inspire Hero to see more than just the product but some of the journey for sure for sure so great choices Michelle's list uh, always the best <laughs> list my number two technically kind of has a 2A and 2B as well although Ooh. they both play a similar character and that is Captain America. Ah. I'm going with both Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson right, as great role models because they both consistently do the right thing. They're trustworthy. They're honorable. They're very loyal. Steve is the one super soldier that never let his power overtake his heart. Right. And, uh, you know, the same as, you know, Sam is not a super soldier. Right. But... He's arguably equally as strong at heart as uh, Steve ever was. They right. were great friends. Um, and, you know, bottom line between the two of them, they will always fight for what they believe is right. I think that they both, for similar but different reasons, are spectacular role models for everybody out there. I totally agree with you on that. Great choices. I mean, both of them um could have been perceived by outsiders at one point, like especially Steve at the beginning uh, before he became Captain America. Both of them could have been perceived as weak mm -hmm. or um, 
not living up to something and both of them overcame that Mm -hmm. you know whether you call it a stereotype or whatever both of them you know really pushed beyond the limitations that some people may have imposed on them right agreed so um i i love both captain america's um they're they're my favorite marvel characters right and i'm thrilled to put them on this list at my number two spot yeah, I totally agree with you. Great choices. Thank for you. For sure. Thank you. So let's get really to it now, though. We are at the top of the best list. Michelle's <laughs> number one favorite Disney role model. Who could it be, Michelle? Let wow. Us know. Wow. And I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if this is also on yours. Okay. Kala. Tarzan's mother. Oh, that's a good one. I, I you know, just again, um, and not to try to make all of these be parental, but I, I just felt like um, even if you don't look at her as a parent, just the fact that, you know, again, she was saying to, she was sharing the belief that don't just look at the outside appearance of somebody, look at the inside and appreciate everybody around you for what they, they have and what they are and, um, and be encouraging to people. Yeah. That's a great choice. It wasn't, didn't make my list, well, but uh, that, it would. yeah, that is a, a fen- phenomenal choice just for the reasons that you said. So yeah, I love it. And, and Michelle's list, always the best <laughs> list for sure. For sure. My number one, very predictable. If you've listened to me on this show, if you've heard me on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, by any sense, you know that I believe that there is one real hero in Star Wars and they are the epitome of a great role model within Star Wars. Some of you may think it's Luke Skywalker is the hero of Star Wars. He definitely is a hero in Star Wars, not the hero of Star Wars. You're going to say Obi-Wan. I love Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan may be my favorite character. However, is he the hero of Star Wars? Maybe, maybe not Yoda. Nah. Uh, My impression of who is the biggest hero in Star Wars is Princess, Senator, General, (laughs) Leia, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And she is such a fantastic role model. Um, she over and over again, she put her happiness, her life. Right. I mean, she was, you know, adopted into this family that where she was royalty, she could have just sat back and enjoyed being a royal right. on right. Alderaan. Well, at least for some of the time, <laughs> about 18, 20 years or yes. so. Uh, but she stepped forward through civil service in many different ways to be sure that her planet, her friends, right. her galaxy yes. were defended for the right things. You know, she, like I said, she was the princess for her planet, helped her people. Right. She was a senator. She fought corruption, or at least she True. was trying to fight corruption through the government. She was a rebel and a resistance general who went and fought on the battlefront. Right. You know, not just in, yes. Of course, in the Senate chambers, right. but then right at the front line right. for people Definitely. leading her people, um, take all those things put together, um, and that just to me makes a spectacular role model. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. That's a great one. Yeah, somebody who, against all odds, is still willing to persevere and do what they feel is definitely right. Right, especially when you could have had an easy life. Yes, you know, but she time and time again. When, you know, there were portions where she could have like, okay, good enough. 
I'm going to step back and let everybody else take right. this. She kept going to the front and leading right. and leading and leading in so many different ways. And I think that that is important. She's a leader. She's a role model. And um, uh, she's spectacular. Agreed. Again, the hero of Star Wars, in my personal yes. opinion. Very good. Very good choice. I agree. Thank you. Did you have some... Uh, Honorable mentions? I do, but let's hear yours first because yours will definitely be more interesting than mine. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so, uh, and maybe not in any particular order. I did think Pocahontas was inspirational mm-hmm. in a lot of regards. Um, you know, again, somebody who put, you know, her people first and, you know, was willing to go into the adventure to make things better. Um I thought Wally is inspirational. I, I agree. Wally was one of my honorable mentions for sure. I think yeah. Wally is the the love he has in his heart. Right. You know, right. He doesn't really even have a heart. I really, know. Technically, <laughs> but he has the biggest heart maybe of exactly. anybody. Exactly. Yeah. But he, you know, when you look at, you know, he was very inspirational or just the way he connected with people all around him um, everywhere he went, you know. Um, and uh, the other one I thought was uh, inspirational um, is Herman Boone who was the coach and dad on remember the Titans. Yeah. You know, um, That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and he was on my list and off my list from time to time too. Um, you know, he was definitely inspirational to the team, to his daughter. Um, it, you know, I just felt like he was definitely strong in that regard. Terrific. Uh, great group. Um, and I have a few others as well. Okay. But before I get to them, I want to, I, I realize I should have gotten to the listeners first. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So let me get to some of our listeners first and I'll get through uh, anything that they don't mention uh, for, All right. the rest of them. So i uh, start with, we got uh, an email from Scott in Minnesota okay. who had a list. He said, Hey, Tom and Michelle, here are my top five favorite Disney role models. First one is from one of my favorite movies growing up, and that's Robin Hood for taking care of the less fortunate and impressed and with style. That's true. Yes, definitely. Uh, Number four, he agrees with me. Princess slash Queen Anna became nothing more important or because she says because or he says because nothing is more important than family and hashtag real men love frozen. Absolutely, Scott. (laughs) Uh, number three is Luke Skywalker, who showed us that sometimes you just have to give in to a higher power. Right. Uh, number two, Captain America, who taught us to always do the right thing no matter how hard it is. Yeah. And his number one was Peter Pan as a reminder to keep a child look out like uh, an outlook on life. I don't know if Peter Pan is a great role model in my book, but I do like the idea of childhood uh childlike outlook on life that i will agree with yeah yeah good list interesting very good good list list. so he said i went on to say i can't wait for my trip next month i'm keeping my fingers crossed that my family gets picked for the dvc ratatouille preview uh that you shared in the facebook group and uh we did share that and we also got a preview through the pass holder could have done it for dvc too but we're hoping right. to be able to do that at the end of september and yeah. scott uh, i did forward you the email i hope you got through and i hope you got your uh, uh dvc uh yeah to a preview as well but uh thanks that's scott in minnesota nice nice and good list you know and for people um who want to participate in things like this joining our newsletter is a way that you can know ahead of time to uh send in your list yep uh, that's one way we always reach out to people with so many options to uh help uh, have, give us input into the show another way is on social media and that's where the next couple uh, came from first one is from adam at the mouse and more podcast you can find him on twitter at the mouse and more 
He said number five is Fairy Godmother. Oh, yeah. Number four is John Progress from the Carousel of Progress. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's a yes. great one. Uh, number three is Mrs. Darling. Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, number two is Mufasa. Nice. One that was on our list. And number one was Carl Fredrickson, which I love too. He yes. Wasn't the best role model to begin with, a little bit of a curmudgeon, but at the end, totally great role model. Yes. Again, sure. somebody who wasn't wanted who wasn't on their their radar to be a role model but definitely took on that task and did it so well right for sure for sure so it's a great choice and tony the disney dad chimed in once yeah. again with us uh, you can find him on twitter at under excuse me at disney underscore discuss and his number five was which was one of my honorable mentions is mary poppins yeah Lo- i thought about her too yeah yep he says, lots of fun, but always gets the job done. Right. So I agree with that. Uh, his number four was Obi-Wan Kenobi for being patient, wise, and has a certain point of view of life. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, that's maybe why I relate to Obi-Wan yes. Kenobi is because I live my life through a certain point of view that maybe not everybody necessarily sees the same way as me. Uh, number three, making a second appearance on our listener list, John Progress from the Carousel of Progress. I like it. I yes. love it. I love it. He says, has a love of technology and yep. family, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, his number two, and I love this choice, is Kermit the Frog, who always sees the best in people. That's Agreed. true. Uh, That's love a good Kermit, choice. For sure. Yeah. And his number one, and isn't it, shouldn't this really be all our number ones? Walt Disney. True. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Uh, big dreams and never gave up. Is right. What he said. right. Thank you, Tony. A great list. So also somebody who would get back up after having some issues for or sure. failures. You for know, sure. So th- many. And, you know, I mean, Disneyland, you know, popped up because of the love of his daughters right. and supporting right. them. True. Would, you know, these theme parks wouldn't exist if it were for, you know, him wanting to be able to find great places right. for parents to hang out with their children, you sure. know, and have both, all have a good time. So uh, great stuff. So uh, a couple more honorable mentions that I had. First is going to be Moana, of course, sure. you know, because uh, we mentioned her a little bit earlier and, you know, in, in passing when we were talking about her grandmother, grandmother but right. uh, she did such a great job of, taking things and and moving the way you you know you feel you should following your heart essentially to right. get things accomplished you, even when some things are going against you people are telling you maybe you shouldn't do right. that follow your heart do what you think is right and uh, in, in the end more often than not you're going to find uh, the happy ending you're looking for good point uh, another one same similar thing is flick from bugs life oh yeah i think flick is a fantastic role model sure. a little quirky you know, maybe does you know kind of does things wrong sometimes, but he always has his heart in the right place, um, trying to help his people, trying right. to cut their workload, yes. make things better, and um, in the end, you know, he he does what's right and inspires his group to right. rise up a- against those grasshoppers. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and in uh, my final one is Mulan who, you know, maybe doesn't do necessarily the right things to begin with, but when it's all said and done, she steps up, you know, and and leads people, even when everyone, again, is telling her she shouldn't be that. She's a woman in China. Right. She shouldn't be taking this role on. You are, you know, really nothing yes. to us, but she is the leader. She leads her people 
and uh, does a fantastic job. So Good choice. Good choice. So that's our list and some of our listeners' lists of our five favorite Disney role models. We'd still love to hear yours. Uh, send them to us. Hit us up on social media. Send us to our Gmail account. And uh, we will share what your list is of an upcoming show. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So again, happy to do another tribute to Michelle's mother, her role model in her life. And uh, again, this was just another fun, fun list in her honor. Yeah. And it was nice that she inspired another topic. She inspires us every single day. All right, there's so many great Disney role models. It was fun to go through yeah. just a few of them. I'm sure there are so many more that we didn't even Definitely. touch on out there. There are many of them in many, many great films. Also, some really, really terrible role models out there. Elsa's <laughs> 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 parents. Let's get to the Disney stories of the week because I got a lot of ground to cover on the yes. Disney stories of the week this week. And I'm going to start with re- received details of Disneyland's replacement annual pass program, yeah. which is exciting for those of us out here on the West Coast. Uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. Today, they say, we are excited to share the next evolution of the Disneyland Resort annual pass program which was informed and shaped by extensive uh, consumer research and feedback from guests and fans. They say, we are pleased to introduce the Magic Key Program. Again, Disney going back to the keys, which is interesting. Right, I think we're right. hearing a little more keys um, putting into the vernacular yes. uh, within there, which it's is such a know, foundation. For yeah, them, so. which is kind of cool. I kind of like that. Right. They say it's a new guest centric offering that will deliver choice, flexibility and value for parking mission, special access to unique experiences, valuable saving opportunities and so much more. There will be four options of magic key passes to provide our guests, their families with choices that fit various needs and lifestyle preferences for how they wish to visit the Disneyland Resort. So let's go through those because um, if you're thinking about this, there's a lot to break down here as far as what one will be right for you. So um, we'll start for, um, well, just to begin um, to pay for any of these tiers, you can play the total amount up front. If you live in California, you can go with what they've done in the past with the annual pass program, which is do a a pay for it on a monthly Monthly. basis Mm -hmm. over the year. You'll just have to make a $179 down payment on any of these passes. That's good for all of these passes. And then there's a certain amount that fills out the rest uh, through the 12 months of that year. But again, that's only if you're a California resident can you do that. You can't be in one of the other states and want an annual pass and do that way. You will have to pay up front. At least that's what they're saying right Right. now. We'll see if that changes. So going to these uh, past tiers, the the first one, the most expensive one, is the Dream Key. (laughs) Uh, That will cost you $1,399 for the year. (laughs) Not cheap. Uh, if you're a California resident, again, you can pay for it with that $179 down payment and then $102 per month after that for the 12 months. Now, here's what you get with the Dream Key. You get up to six park reservation holds at a time. You get 20% off select merchandise, 15% off select food and beverages, free theme park parking, which mm-hmm. is cool, 
and there are absolutely no blockout dates. So you are wide open anytime you want to go when you can right. make a park reservation, uh, you are good for it. So that is the ultimate. If you if you if you're looking to be as free as possible, get as many discounts right. as possible, that is the pass for you. Yeah, yeah. So kind of like the platinum. Yeah. Well, pretty Disney much, yeah, World. the replacement of the old platinum mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, the next tier down is the Believe Key. And that one will cost you $949 per month. Or if you're a California resident and want to pay what? per month. Per month. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. $949 per year. Right. Yeah, that'd be really expensive. Yeah. $949 per month. No. Uh, $949 per year and $65 per month if you're a California resident, again, after the initial uh, down payment. Right. Now, that pass also will give you up to six park reservation holds at a time. Uh, it drops down a little bit on your discounts. 10% off select merchandise, 10% off select food and beverage, 50% off theme park parking. So you don't get free parking, but you get a little bit of a right. break on it. So um, there are blockout dates for this one. And these, those include um, the holiday time, right. uh, spring break season, as well as there are actually several Saturdays uh, that come into play in mm-hmm. this. So if you're interested in this one, and I'm going to say this about all these tiers outside of the top one when you don't really have, doesn't really matter. Right. Everything's wide open. Uh, check the calendar to know when right. you th- like to go uh, because there are blockout dates that you won't be able to use this pass on. Right. And those are times too when it's super busy anyways. And so you might feel like that's not when it's necessary to go, you know, and it's not like the parks are only decorated during those certain periods mm-hmm. of times, you know, whether you're talking the holiday season or whatever, there are times you can still go and see the holiday decorations. Right. So, and sometimes you can like, you know, buy a pass, you know, if you really want to go on a Saturday that's blocked out, I mean, yes, you don't want to add on to your right. your pass, but it might be cheaper to do one time, one pass for one day. If it's right. the only time you want to do that, you know, 949 versus 1399, right. there's a gap there. Um, $350 gap there. That's less than a one day ticket. Right. So, you know, if you really want to do that, you can decide later on that. So um, just some options that are out there. Sure. Now, the third tier uh, is called the Enchant Key, and that is $649 per year. I'm going to get it right this time. <laughs> or $40 per month for California residents after that down payment, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, with that one, you get up to four uh, theme park reservation holds at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the uh, Believe Key, you'd get 10% off select merchandise and 10% off of select food and beverages. However, you do have to pay full price for parking mm-hmm. with that pass. Also, this is really important with this one. You'll definitely want to check the calendar on blackout dates for this one because uh, there are a lot more sure. involved with this one, including almost all of the summer of 2022. <laughs> so if you're thinking about getting this one, just know that you want to go in the summer of 2022 uh, there's a lot of dates that are not <laughs> going to be available almost the entire summer. So um, you may want to check that one out. Now, there is one more tier to go through, but this one is just available for Southern California residents, mm-hmm. mostly because 
the only time you can visit this one, you pretty much need to live in the neighborhood because <laughs> uh, there are no weekends open for this one on the calendar. It's only weekdays. There's even a lot of Fridays that aren't even available yeah. for you. So know that going in. However, uh, this pass, the Imagine Key, is only $399 per year or $19 per month. Again, this is only for Southern California residents. So know that. Uh, with that one, you get up to two park reservation holds at a time. So mm-hmm. not a lot, right. but you know how many do you really need right, at the time? Right, yeah. Especially when you don't have a lot of dates available right. to you to begin with anyway. Uh, you do get 10% off select merchandise and 10% off select and food and beverages with that as well. But again, if you're thinking about this one, it is not that expensive, but please, please check the calendar <laughs> because it does not have a ton of dates available right, for right. you. So yeah. Um, but, you know, check the calendar, see what's right for you and decide on the past that um, you think is best. So they also go on to say that there are additional offers, offerings and benefits for those of you who end up purchasing into one of these tiers or any one of these tiers. So they say uh, magic key holders will have access to an array of special offerings and many features that we know our guests will love, such as valuable saving opportunities for merchandise and food and beverage, which mm-hmm. we've already talked about throughout the year. There may also you may also be able to enjoy special benefits such as a dedicated dining experience and custom menu items at the Magic Key Terrace, which I'm thinking maybe is what they're going to rename the Alfresco Tasting Tasting Terrace Terrace. since that became kind of a pass holder place. Right, right. And then a legacy pass holder place. Maybe they're going to rename that into the Magic Key Terrace. Don't know that's for sure, but that kind of makes sense for that name. Um, They also say special offerings at our festivals just for Magic Key holders, a Magic Key Holder Celebration Month, plus other unique surprises. They say, what's more, we will be introducing an all-new Magic Key Portal on the Disneyland app to more deeply engage directly with our community of Magic Key holders in the future. So kind of a a little bit sort of exclusive. We all know how many annual pass holders Disneyland has had in the past. Yeah. But a little bit more exclusive group to kind of get some, do some things and get some special perks. Right. Cool. They also have this offer for you. They say for a limited time, they will celebrate the charter members that become Magic Key holders uh, within the first first 66 days as they celebrate 66 years of the Disneyland Resort. They say these guests will... um, will receive special welcome package that will include unique items such as a premium branded pin, celebratory button, magnet, and more. Plus, Magic Key holders who enter Disneyland parks will also be celebrated with access to a limited-time experience at Starcade in Tomorrowland, which begins on September 1st, where they can enjoy charging stations, a special photo op, and other fun surprises. So, couple things if yeah. you want to join in early into right. the, this grouping. Um, if you're thinking about it at all, why you might want to get it done within that first 66 right. yeah. days. Makes sense. Yes. So, and now if you're planning on purchasing a Magic Key Pass, that you'll be able to do that beginning on uh, uh, August 25th, 2021. They'll uh, start those up uh, no earlier than 10 a.m. Pacific time is what they say. So basically just plan it on 10 a.m. Pacific time. They say guests will be able to purchase their preferred Magic Key Pass type uh, and their first opportunity to unlock a visit to Disney Park or Disney California Adventure Park will be that same day. So you can buy that pass that morning and you can go to the park that day wow. if you want to once you make the reservation of course after mm-hmm. you have that pass uh you can purchase their uh, magic key pass through disneyland.com or through the disneyland app so yeah there you go if you're interested 
Uh, Pretty cool. It's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, no chance to yeah, get uh, you know a regular entrance back into the Disneyland right, Resort. Right. So. Cool stuff. So speaking of Disneyland, it's another week. So we, have, of course, <laughs> have more Disneyland dining options that have are returning soon Yay. to the Disneyland Resort. Yeah, so let's get back to the Disney Parks blog. They say, we are excited to announce the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures at Napa Rose will begin to uh, be, again, delighting kids and adults like me <laughs> uh, with everyone's favorite Disney princesses. Um, they will also have some more restaurants I'm going to get to in a second. But first, back to that Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures at the Napa Rose. It will be opening up at the Grand California Hotel and Spa uh, on August 26th, so right after those passes. Right. Uh, and you'll be able to book those beginning this week on August 11th if you're looking to do that. And uh, that will be, you know, it's a, they will have the princesses there right. is what they're saying. They're the, you, you'll enter into the place and they will be out on a terrace where you can get a, uh, excuse me, a private patio, not a terrace, right. private patio where you can get a photo opportunity with them and then uh, go in for the brunch style menu that they will have there, right. which uh, sounds spectacular sure. so if you're interested in that. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, like that. that's a beautiful location too. Yeah. So, so and uh, you know, again, you know, while the character dining is different right now, um, it still is one of the best places to get a lot of characters in right. an easy way for your little ones, if or big ones, if you're <laughs> interested in uh, seeing a lot of characters, especially the princesses, which can be tough to do. And that's there are true. long queues to, to right, right. See, the, the, see the princesses and this. Especially now, you don't just don't really have the opportunities except for like the cavalcades and stuff. Right, to right, really see them. exactly. So, so. yeah. Uh, moving on, um, all you explorers and adventurers will be thrilled to know that Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar will now start taking reservations uh, for lunch and dinner. That's beginning on August 11th, so this week, with the first re reservation date being on August 15th. So. If you found it tough to get into <laughs> the Trader Sam, <laughs> reservations now might be available for you. So that might be yeah. an easy way to ensure if you really want to do Trader Sam's, but you can ensure right. you can get in there during your, your trip, your visit, your vacation, exactly. whatever it might be. Also, moving on, Carnation Cafe at Disneyland Park will be opening on September 16th. Hey. Yeah, with its classic comfort food like Mickey waffles for breakfast right. and for lunch and dinner, of course. You can get your Mickey waffles all times of the day at the nice. Carnation Cafe. Yep, which is always good. And of course, you can also get some of Walt's chili there right. or their chicken fried chicken, which is really, <laughs> really good there as well. Um, other fantastic all-you-can-enjoy uh, breakfast and dinner buffets uh, will be opening, including Goofy's Kitchen. will begin welcoming guests back starting on August 18th with reservations open for booking on August 11th. But... Uh, different from what Goofy's Kitchen has been in the past, there, this will not be a character experience to begin with. Mm. So know that going in. If you want to book there, uh, it's going to be the meals, but it will not be the characters this time. Right. And that one's at the Disneyland Hotel. That one is at the Disneyland Hotel. Correct. Now, if you want to have a character experience within the parks, well, guess what's coming back? What? Minnie and Friends Breakfast in the Park, one of our favorites. <laughs> yes. uh, it's going to be back 
at the Plaza Inn, the All You Care to Enjoy Buffet at Plaza Inn will be reopening on August 12th, so this week, uh, with bookings available on August 11th, so you can book it on the 11th and go on the 12th, and you can join Minnie and some of her favorite Disney pals while dining on hearty breakfast classics like made-to-order omelets and Mickey waffles, French toast, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, biscuits, and gravy, so much good food there. That is a great uh, Parks morning way to kick off your start right. at Disneyland Park for sure that breakfast at the classic plaza inn with great characters it's really enjoyable it is and it's it's one of those buildings that you tend to well one it's kind of set back so you don't even know it you know you don't see much of it but if you go in there there's so many really intricate unique uh decor items in there and if you look on disney plus with some of the uh, more historical shows that they have there where walt is describing that and that his wife had a lot of input into the decor it's really kind of a special place yeah i, I especially if you have not been uh to disneyland ever right. and you're planning a vacation out there um Doing this breakfast, one that gets you into, the, you can get into the park a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um, to do this breakfast. If you book an early breakfast, you can sometimes can not. Don't quote me on this, but it has been that way in the past that right. you can get in there a little bit earlier, have your breakfast with the characters, get all those pictures, right. have a wonderful breakfast there, and then you know you might even be able to get to some of the attractions a little bit earlier right. than rope drop because right, of it. So, right. Um, but it's just it's just a great way to kick off a day in Disneyland Park. I highly recommend it. Like yes. you said, it's one of the original locations there within Disneyland. So it's got that history. It's got that nostalgia. It's just a wonderful, wonderful place. Exactly. Yeah. So highly recommend that. So, uh, so that's that's some more dining reservation or dining locations coming back, and that's again fantastic news. news. Every week we seem to have more and more reopening, yes. and we're happy to share those with you now. Speaking of a place that we're really happy will be opening in spring of 2022, (laughs) we received a ton of details this week about the new Star Wars immersive hotel experience that is coming to the Walt Disney World Resort, including pricing, which (laughs) came as a shock to many people. I don't know why it came as a shock to so many people, but it did come as a shock to some people. But uh, let's get to it because there were a lot of interesting information about this uh, this immersive, super immersive right. thing that's going to be happening here starting next year. And this is from the Walt Disney World website. They say, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a revolutionary two-night experience where you are the hero. You and your group will embark on a first-of-its-kind Star Wars adventure that's your own. So, you, you can, yes. you know, it's, it, I don't know if you remember as a kid those choose-your-own-adventure books where you would go and you would get to a page and you'd, It'd give you a choice and then you make a selection and then you go and they tell you to skip to this page if you go this way or skip to another cool. page going this way. That is going to be basically real life in Star Wars here where you're, you're going to be choosing things and things are going to happen around you from what it sounds like within this experience. Right. I mean, you kind of see that too like in video games, right? You right. can get to make choices and you know your experience is different based on the choices that you select. So you know the more you put into it, the more you'll experience. Look at me going back to this old fogey book thing. I and like Michelle's that. Michelle's more modern, you know, <laughs> in the video game stuff. Um, again, 
Michelle always totally cutting edge and on the top of things. Much more topical than me. Uh, They say it's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created. One where you live a bespoke experience and journey further into Star Wars adventure than you ever dreamed possible. It seems amazing. Uh, On this website, they say... Uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is like nothing else you've ever experienced. Part live immersive, immersive theater, part themed environment, part culinary extravaganza, part real life role playing game, and yet so much more. It just uh, seems so cool and yeah. just something that we have to do at some point somehow. Right. If we start saving every single penny we have <laughs> yeah. right now, um, they say. Um, as just kind of describing how this goes, is they, as you as the airlock slides open, your world changes. Step off the launch pod and into your own epic Star Wars story, one where you decide your fate. While your Star Wars story unfolds, you'll have the power to choose your path. Will you follow the role of the First Order or join the Resistance in a secret plot? Strike a bargain with a gang of smugglers or sit back and sip a cocktail and watch it all unfold in front of you. You can take part as much apparently as you want in it or you can just enjoy the ride and watch the show go on. But I'm telling you, when they get to the prices, like I'm going to take part of every single thing if we're going to pay that money (laughs) for this thing. Um, so uh, here's what's included. They say every Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser vacation package includes a two uh, night stay in a well appointed cabin or suite, meals, excluding alcoholic and specialty beverages, and the opportunity to live your Star Wars story through exclusive experiences, missions, and activities. It also includes a trip to Disney Hollywood Studios and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So you right. get the journey to Batuu, uh, which is important, and that is a big part of it as well. Now, they did give us a sample itinerary. Now, this is just a sample. It doesn't necessarily mean what you're right. But I found it fascinating and something that I was like, wow, I really, really want to do this yeah. itinerary because it's so cool. It so, did look cool. Yeah. So day one, you arrive at the terminal at 1 p.m. You're on the launch pod to the Star Cruiser from 1.15 to 1.30. A ship orientation from <laughs> 1.45 to 2.15. Then light refreshments, uh, followed by sabak lessons, which, you know, I want to get some more. I want to get better at sabak, so for sure. I love this. Mustard drill. I you know, know. Like you're on a regular cruise ship, you get a mustard drill. That's kind of cool. Followed by the captain's reception, which is a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, then dinner featuring live music. Uh, then they go on to an unexpected story moment, uh, which is fun as well. Uh, then they there's some... Uh, sorry, my picture here is a little blurry, so I'm trying to figure it all out here. Um, <laughs> some... Uh, some other training involved there, uh, special atrium entertainment, and that's the wraps up day one. Then for day two, you get breakfast, then transport to Batu, where you'll get to ride Rise of the Resistance. Of mm-hmm. course, I'm assuming you don't have to battle for a boarding right. group when you pay this much to be on this <laughs> thing. Uh, then you get a story moment actually within Batu, apparently, yeah. so it plays part in that as well. A Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, lunch at Docking Base, having food and cargo, then transport back to the Star Cruiser just in time for lightsaber training. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's a droid racing competition, build a model ship, a Sabak tournament, so you're going to put those lessons yeah. to use. Yep. Uh, cocktails at the Sublight Lounge, taste around the galaxy dinner, and then another story moment, then a spectacular finale that day. 
Then finally, your final day will include breakfast and then a launch pod back to the terminal. It just sounds wonderful. Something I want to be involved with. They say you can cosplay all you want. You can right. dress as you want. But if you want to deck yourself out in full costume, full regalia, right. you can do that. Or if you want to do that, just part parts. Like one day I want to deck myself out full in costume. Right. The other day I just want to be kind of casual in shorts and a t-shirt. You can do whatever you want. It is up to you and how you want to experience this thing. Right. It, it, you know, it does sound so much fun. And, it, you know, if if you're ever cruised, it sounds so much like a cruise, how they have it all set up as well, you know, and, um, in your cabins, you do have great views. It's of space, but right. you have great views. Um, so it, it's all sounds like you said, I, I think the word immersive is the, the most appropriate, you know, but you know, as we were researching and looking at some other things, you know, they're really making sure that, you know, you have an opportunity to, interact with characters in a, in a whole different way where it's part, like you said, part of your story, part of your activity set, um, of of what you choose to do. So it sounds really, really impressive and amazing, uh, of an experience. Yeah. One of a kind. Right. You know, I mean, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, visiting Batu, uh, Black Spire Outpost, was that next level of entering the world of Star Wars. It is very immersive. is one. This like not only is it take the next step, right. I mean, it takes like a light year step to what right. immersive is from what the sounds of this. Now that also means a light year step in price, <laughs> which I think we all knew going in. Like we said this for months since they announced, right. like, you know, especially knowing that they're going to have not a lot of cabins on this ship, right. that this was going to be a pricey thing. And yet when they released the prices, social media <laughs> lost their mind on the prices of this. And yes, they are very high. So let's get to them just to know if you're thinking about doing this, whether you should think in a different direction <laughs> or whether you should start saving right, right now because it's not cheap. Now, um, this is the starting price from. Now, they're going to be more expensive based on if you go to a suite or there's also a captain's suite. Or time or of year. Different, different times of year. So this is what they listed as the prices starting for. So if you just want to do two guests in a cabin, that is going to run you $4,809 for the starting price that they listed here. Right. So not cheap for sure. Um, but that is the total for the voyage. If you want to do three guests in the cabin, which would be two adults and one child, that'd be $5,299 for the voyage. Four guests in the cabin, which would be three adults and one child, that would be $5,999 for the voyage total. So yes, it is ridiculously crazy (laughs) expensive. But again... I was surprised at how many people weren't expecting this to be a bananas, crazy, ridiculous price, knowing that there would be a lot of people who would want to do this, and there were not a lot of space in this. It was going to be a really, really small attended event each time it happened. Right. Well, I mean, I think if you're thinking of a hotel and saying, okay, what is the price per room, and then adding some food or some other experiences... If you're accustomed to cruising, then, you know, yes, this would be on the high end, but it's it's like going to a specialty ship if you went on, you know, um, some of the higher end cruise lines as well. Uh, so you kind of have to compare apples with apples. It is definitely pricey, but, you know, we've definitely seen cruises where it's about, you know, one to two thousand dollars a day per person you know based on 
you know, the type of ship and time of year and cabin and what's included, whether, you know, excursions or other activities are included, you know, so like you said, considering it's really very tiny and small amount of rooms that, you know, it's not like a regular hotel. So it's you compare trying to compare it to a hotel is just inappropriate because it just doesn't it doesn't it's not that. Yeah. It's an exclusive, you know, high end thing that right. you know not everybody unfortunately is going to get to do, but you know if it was a price that was less expensive, it'd be ridiculously hard to get into there right. because everybody would want to do it. Right. Now this kind of weeds out some people. Now you know, I, again, I, I wish everybody could experience it. You know, right. I mean, it seems like it's going to be amazing. And eventually, maybe the price will come down right. some, you know, and maybe you can eventually. And this is, remember, these are the prices for early on. Give it a few years, maybe the price right. comes down to something that you might be able to afford. You right. know? And let's, well, just let's like we saw it. on the opening days of The Wish, the new ship, The Wish, it's... It's much more expensive than if you say, oh, I want to go a different time of year that's not as, you know, a time that a lot of people are on vacation, first of all, and that it's not as new, then they, you know, they they would have hopefully some different prices that would make it, you know, cheaper. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Now, we originally thought we might go on this in its first year. I think that we're probably going to wait it out now. One, it's really expensive and... Uh, we have a ton of stuff that we already have money right. invested in for this year coming up. Some things we've told you about, some things we haven't told you about yet, but they're coming uh, for you to know about eventually. But uh, so we'll probably push this off maybe 2023, 2024. Right. In that meantime, we'll allow us to save every penny we have right. in the hopes that we can possibly do this and that maybe the price will come down a little sure. bit. But um, if you get a chance to book this, if you can afford it and you get a chance to, to book this thing, uh, we're going to want you on the show yeah. uh, when it happens. So um, please let us know if you're going to do this thing. Again, they haven't had put, released any booking dates as of now, but I'm sure that's coming uh, now that more of the details out before too long. Right, right. So, so cool. we will see. Yeah, we have so many things coming up this I year. I know. You know, we... There's a couple of, uh, you know, the Star Wars celebration that we might want right. to try and attend, uh, D23 Expo that we probably right. want to try to attend. We're, we already booked on the Disney Wish. Comic-Con. Um, yeah, we have tickets to Comic-Con. <laughs> um, you know, of course, our Walt Disney World vacations, Disneyland stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we already have planned for right. 2023. Trying to pigeon the, uh, shoehorn this in as well, especially at that price range, which... Again, it's going to be tough, even right. even when we don't have so much stuff right. going on. Um, that'd be tough, but uh, eventually we do want to do this, and yeah. I think we will. You know, scrape, you know, take out a loan or whatever <laughs> we have to do uh, to get it done. So funny, and of course we will tell you all about it, share it exactly. with you, and you can come along in a kind of a way with us. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle one, because she's wonderful, gorgeous, <laughs> hardworking. She plays hurt. She has <laughs> done, still comes up with the best research, the best lists. <laughs> and of course the very best tips. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, sweetie. Too kind. <laughs> Living up to that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, so my tip is uh, also a little bit of a news item as well. It's not the most current thing, but uh, 
a couple weeks ago, there was a change in uh, something, a process that they do at Walt Disney World. And so I wanted to bring that up as well as a tip about it. And that's related to if you are hotel hopping, uh, you know, in your stay at Walt Disney World. So as you know, they will move your things. You can, um, you know, bring it to bell service. If you're going to leave one hotel and check in at another hotel during the day, leave it off at, at the place that you were staying and they will transfer it over. What's new is they will no longer be transferring perishable food items. Mm. And perishable is kind of in the eye of the beholder of who's moving it for the most part. Um, so anything that's like refrigerated or, you know, uh, open food and things like that, they don't want to transfer for you. If you have like, um, you know, bottled waters from my, from my research, some say, yes, they'll do that. Some say they won't. Um, if you put some, if you have something that you can put it in your suitcase and they never, they're not going to go into your suitcase, they won't even know about it. That's one way to do it. But you know, so just if you're planning a trip and you're planning to have food items at two different rooms, then then the tip here is plan for that. So, you, you know, whether you have two different delivery times or dates for your vacation or, you know, plan that you're using up most of your items on the first part and then see what you need for the second part. But um, just to have that information and because that is different uh, than what they used to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the items won't necessarily last in the Florida heat. Right. If you have some perishable things, you don't want to take that chance. So, Good to know um, that they've changed that policy a little bit because we have used that in the past when we have gone because we've stayed right. in you know, places where we've had at least a kitchenette or if not a full kitchen and uh, went between resorts and had items, you know, yeah. you know, food items actually shifted. Usually we have some sort of cooler bag of our own to right. kind of put them in, but uh, still shifted. So it's, it's very important to know that. But yeah. uh, still, it also is good to know that you, know, you can have that uh, those items delivered from some of these companies that will deliver food to you. There are several of them that right. will do it and they will take them in at bell services and they will refrigerate them for right. you until you pick them up. You just right now can't transfer them between uh, different resort exactly. stays. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, take advantage of those services and just have them delivered to the next stay right, along your exactly. way for sure. So, or, or just pick one of them and say, this is the one we're going to eat our meals more within it. Right. And this is the one where we're going to eat out more often. Right. Know, so. Right. You know, but it, just if you're planning something like, you know, if you're buying, for example, milk, rather than getting a gallon, you might go with a smaller amount right. and, and another smaller amount. It's a good point. Michelle's tips, <laughs> always the best tip. <laughs> Uh, my tip this week is, well, we just threw a lot of numbers and uh, pricing to uh, Disneyland's Magic Key program mm -hmm. at you. Um, and before you buy into that, you know, you have a couple of weeks to think about it. And I want you to really think about what pass you, or which tier, I should say, not really pass anymore. There are tiers of the Magic Key program uh, that is right for you because... Um, the benefits are, as you heard, are quite different. Right. And some things may be better for you depending on how you attend the parks. You know, how often you go, when you like to go. Do you enjoy going on the weekends? Do you prefer to go on weekdays? Do you like being there for holiday time? Um, you know, are, can you only get there, take visits to the parks when your kids are out of school, right. essentially, for long periods of time? 
these things are all going to weigh on you. So the first thing you're going to want to look at is that calendar and, mm -hmm. and decide what dates you may want to go right. that are available for you. Also, how often do you go to the parks? You know, do you, you know, do you go a lot of times during the year? Do you only go a few times during the year? Are they weekdays, for example, and you only go, you know, a select amount of times and maybe something that's a lower pass might go. Right. You know what? You may actually, when it's all said and done, decide the passes aren't right for me. I could just go and buy tickets. And especially right. when they offer some of these discount pricing right, tickets, exactly. which we took advantage of, uh, that might help you as well. Uh, don't forget, you know, I mean, also weigh into the account uh, it, that where your discounts are. Do you, are you someone who likes to eat a lot in the parks? Are you right. someone who walks away with a souvenir virtually every time you go to the parks? Right. Know what those discounts are and how those might uh, affect you as well. Also, check and see if there are other things that might also give you a similar discount. Like, do you have a Disney Chase Visa? Right. Are you a DVC member? Exactly. You may get those discounts from that. That's, that would be the same as right. having one of those passes. So maybe you don't need those. Also, even D23 Gold members sometimes get some discounts involved with this. Check sure. on their website and see what they offer you discounts for. Anyway, what I'm just saying for you is maybe the, the highest price one is right for you. Maybe not. Do the math. Figure out what's right for you, what is valuable to you, and then you decide and purchase what is best for you. And by the way, another thing I'm going to suggest to you, if you're kind of in between passes, what I would suggest going on is going to the lower tiered one to begin with. Because hmm. I'm assuming that this is what's going to be true in the past. It's much easier to upgrade later right. than to downgrade. I don't yeah, think you can downgrade can. a pass. Yeah. But however, if you buy that, you know, whatever tier pass, it's a little bit lower. And later on, you decide, you know what? I really want to go on Saturdays or I really want to be there for the holiday mm -hmm. time this year or spring break or whatever. You can go to guest services. You can go to the ticket booth right. and say, I want to upgrade the pass. They'll just charge you the little bit extra. And boom, there you have that upgraded pass and you go on those dates right, that you're looking right, for. Yeah. So I always suggest starting lower and upgrading if necessary. Yeah, makes sense. Rather than going for the high one, not using it as much as you expect as you would, right, and then and you're be kicking yourself for right. why you paid so much money when you could have gone for the lower tier that's pass. That's a very good point. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week, well... We're another month closer to Walt Disney World's <laughs> October 1st, 50th birthday celebration. So that means it's time for another of Michelle's excellent <laughs> deep dives into the history of the most magical place on earth. So tell us, Michelle, what will part five of this series be all about next week? Okay, so the, the title of the episode will be The Wonderful World of color mm, what and, could that relate to yeah so we're going to talk all, all about kind of like the the history of a lot of the festivals the different parades and castle colors mm. and firework shows and things like that things that you know really brought more life to the parks interesting stuff i can't wait to hear what you come up with because i always learn something new from michelle's <laughs> deep dives into these things so uh, that'll be fun part five of our series counting down to walt disney world's 50th yeah. birthday uh this one the wonderful world, world of, of color. color i love that so Looking forward to that next week. And we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we'd really appreciate it if you sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another way to be involved with the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another great way is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. 
Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Please join our Facebook group, the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group, where we're having a lot of mm-hmm. great times with a lot of our members there. We are also on YouTube. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, and you'll know when you, whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Great. We love hearing from you, and let us know if you have any questions. Yeah, and please tell a friend about our show. Yes. It's the best way to get knowledge of this show out there into the community is just sharing with it with your friends that you enjoy the show and you think that they will as well. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.